These are like Roberto Aguayoian chokers, man. They're just friggin' terrible. I mean, the majority of these kickers, they just choke more than like a 90-year-old with sleep apnea, man. Welcome to The Flex. Now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios, here are your hosts of the flagship podcast, Chris Jakes and Jeff Kelly. On this week, not much going on, to be honest, but Jeff, we do got two birthdays this week, man. October 13th, Jerry Rice has a birthday. You want to take a guess how old that man's going to be? 56. Close, man. 54. And Usher has a birthday on the 14th. You want to take a stab at that one? 40. 38. Man, you're close. Two years apart on both. NFL News. Jeff, looks like you had a good time at the Dolphins game on Sunday, man. You're doing a little party with the Dolphins O-line coaches over there? <laughs> I, don't, I don't roll that way, but uh, he was definitely partying. Yeah, it looked, looked like it. I think he's probably getting it from Pouncey. <laughs> you know, he grew up in Connecticut, right? Or no, he grew up in the hood. They were ghetto. Yeah, Pouncey, man, you think he's his dealer? But, man, how about Possibly. getting thrown under the bus and busted by the girl he sends that video to? Yeah, I can't oh. trust him. Oh, hell no. Like Singletary did back in the day. Don't like him, don't trust him, won't be on the team. <laughs> right. Was that, about, was that about Vernon Davis? It was. It right? was Vernon Davis. Vernon he Davis. said he'd rather play with 10 men on the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember him walking off. All we know, Vernon Davis has a Super Bowl ring five years later. Uh, hitting on some uh, other NFL news here. Sunday, man, will be remembered as Black Sunday, in which we saw an incredible amount of injuries across the league, man. I mean, holy crap. It's like the fantasy holocaust on Sunday. I mean, it was just it was terrible. I mean, I can't remember a Sunday ever where there were just just so many injuries, man. It was like a like a slaughterhouse for pigs, man. And some of those notable fat pigs, I mean, that went down. You got Odell Beckham, who had a nasty, nasty fracture in his ankle and his leg. There's no timetable set yet for when he's gonna return, but we know he's under gonna gonna go under going to undergo surgery. And you got Brendan Marshall and the rest of the Giants receivers who uh, just didn't feel like playing on Sunday, man. They just say, yo, I'm out. Take me out. You know, they went down with injuries. Four injuries, right? Four of them, man. Sterling Shepard, Brandon Marshall, Dwayne Harris, ODB, or Odell Beckham, whatever. And Ingram still ended up with zero points. Go figure. Incredible, man. Incredible, man. Travis Kelsey also injured. He had a concussion. Bilal Powell, calf injury, leaves the game. J.J. Watt, the Gronk of defensive players, most likely out for the season. You got Terrence West, Devontae Parker, Whitney Merciless, Charles Hugh, Clay, uh, so many guys, man. So many. Houston from KC, he got hurt. Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, my God. It was, it was incredible, man. Just all the injuries there. Uh, Parker so, should have. I don't know what. He, Parker's problem is he doesn't play hurt. Like, when he hurt his ankle, then he was on the sideline doing runs, and he was looked fine. And then he limped back, then run, limped back. A lot of players play hurt. For example, Beckham played hurt. He didn't play injured. He played hurt those couple weeks. So... I think True. Parker's just a big old puss. <laughs> uh, you could be right, man. I mean, and other injuries, too, about playing through pain. A.J. Green, he got hurt pretty early in that game uh, for the Bengals on Sunday. And, you know, he came back. You know, he had a, a noticeable limp and didn't wasn't too productive when he came back. But, man, he was on his way to a big day prior to that. Still ended up with exit. 179 and a TD, right? Yeah, yeah. Hell of a game. Time for Nostradamus. 
or nostril dumbass? So where I was right and where I was wrong, I'll start with where I was wrong. I had a bad week this week. Jeff, you had a really good week this week, man. <laughs> so where I was wrong, Carlos Hyde, you know, the hip flexor acting up on him. Guess finishes it flared up. Just over two points, man. Terrible. DeMarco Murray, that bold prediction of mine there, that was that was really bold. You called me out on that bold one. And there was a caveat to it, though. I did say if Mariota plays, he was going to have a big day. But well, Golden could, Tate. You kind of thought Murray might. We still we both thought Murray might have a big day without Murray. Yeah, oh, oh, even without Murray, I thought he would still have a but Like I said, the Dolphins, day. one thing good about their team this year is they have a good run defense, which they never have. So it's really weird. Yeah. Other yeah. than that, they suck. Yeah, Golden Tate was another bad play of mine. I thought no way in hell Carolina's going to stop Golden Tate, you know, in that secondary. Them going up to Detroit. Detroit's at home. Disappointing there. Brandon Marshall. I'm dropping him now, man. He he goes out to the trash. What about you? Are you rostering him anymore? I dropped him in that one league two weeks ago, and I was ahead of the game. Yeah. Like yeah people people no use their waiver wire to add him. No point hanging on to him anymore, man. He's, he's done. He's done. Do you think he's done? And now with OBJ out probably for the year? Well, when's Marshall coming back? Marshall didn't do shit when OBJ was playing anyways. Yeah. I yeah. think with the Giants, it's Gallman and Ingram. It's the only people you can really play going forward. Yeah, I'm worried about Eli now going forward too, because Eli was a guy I liked a lot, you know, for the rest of the season. Now, I mean, who the hell is he going to throw to? And they're going to have tryouts. I heard them talking about having tryouts for receivers. I, I don't. I'm not surprised. They may try at home in New York. Maybe they'll get a. I got like a, like a clean slate, man. Starting over, at wide receiver. Yeah. Um. So yeah, those are some of my bad picks. There, some of my, the picks I hit on Pierre Garcon, obviously Odell Beckham. I hit on that one, even though he. He had a good week. Had a bad. He could uh, have a big week there, if he didn't get hurt. Yeah, he was on his way. Andre Ellington, Duke Johnson, T.Y. Hilton, Austin Safarian Jenkins, all good plays by me there. Let's get to yours real, yours real quick, Jeff. Now the only let bad me say one, this: I said Ellington was going to have a lot of catches. He did nine catches. Oh yeah, yeah, he killed it. Um, like I said, top ten PPR. And Jeff, you had a really good week this week, man. And there's really not, I had to really dig to find any negative. <laughs> plays that you had here. And the only two I could come up with here were Bilal Powell and Josh McCown. But Josh McCown, you said, could be this or it could be that. So uh, you weren't really definitive on Bilal that. Bilal might have had a good week if he didn't get hurt. But hey, he did, he got hurt. It's part of football, so he didn't have that great of a week. Now let's get to where you were right, man, because there was a lot of good plays here by you. Jermaine Curse for one, for the Jets. That was a good call by you. Devin Funchess. Melvin Gordon, which I disagreed on. I thought going against that Giants D-line, going across country, I thought no way he was going to have a big game. And he did. Cam Newton, another good play by you there. And we're going to hit on all these guys here in a moment. We get to the recap. And let's start with the Colts and 49ers. Colts win 26-23. Carlos Hyde, man. He was just about as disappointing as Tara Reed's boob job. You seen Tara Reed Tara Reed's boob job? Yeah. yeah Talking about the one from back in the day, right? Yeah. From like yeah. American Pie days. Yeah. Man, her boob job was just done so poorly that one of her nipples, it looks like the number eight. Like like an eight, like a number eight. It ain't round, man. It looks like the number eight. You know Brady used to bang her back in the day, right? Early 2000s. Who did? Tom Brady. Oh, no. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. a bad bang. Yeah. Um, so, man, I really thought the 49ers were going to win this game. I thought no way the Colts were going to be able to keep up with them. Kyle Shanahan. Hoyer had a hell of a game. Mm. That was the ugliest good game I've ever seen in my life because he looked like garbage, except for the last two minutes, he had a nice fourth down conversion there yeah. to help center to overtime. But 
man, that was just the ugliest good game I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, Hoyer did. 353 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks. But man, it's just ugly doing it, though. Ugly. And uh, Marquise Goodwin, boomer bust type of player, five catches, 116 yards. Pierre Garçon, eight for 94. On the Colts side of the ball, Jacoby Brissett, man, aside from that pick, looked pretty efficient. Uh, 22 with 34, 314 yards. Frank Gore just can't get it done. He looks old. 14 to 48, zero yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. Marlon Mack, though, man, nine carries, 91 yards. Could have had three touchdowns in this game. Um, two, which were, which were, well, one was brought back with the flag. Actually, both were brought back with the flag. Sorry. But could have had three touchdowns on his way to a big day. What do you make of uh, the Colts' backfield? Do you still uh, think Gore's going to lead the pack there? In touches, as of now, yeah, I think Marlon Mack, Mac, Marlon Mack's right behind him still, but uh, it's hard to start either one every week because their team is just not that great. Well, you know what? There's something I want to hit on real quick. Actually, on the 49ers, I forgot to mention George Kittle, man, the tight end. Remember, I talked about Dude. him a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you did, and man, seven for 83 and a touchdown looked really good. He's trending up, man, for me. But back to the Colts, T.Y. Hilton, hell of a game. I mean, yeah, I saw right? him have a good game, but not like that. Seven for 177. What Moncrief, do you think? If you're 32, you didn't play him, right? I said, don't play Moncrief, and you did not play him, right? Nope. Good. Hey, what do Terrible. you th- what do you think? Well, if I did play him over Cooper, it would have been okay. That's um, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> what do you think if you're the Colts, if you're Jim Ursay, Do you try to see what you can get for luck and run with Brissett? Because I think Brissett fits good with those guys. I would. And I mentioned this a few weeks ago, too, because Colts' offensive line sucks. And Jacoby Brissett... Andrew Luck's mobile too, but Jacoby Brissett's a playmaker with his legs. I mean, Duke can yeah. run around. Yeah, he can buy time in the pocket, kind of buy time for the receivers to get open. I think he's, like I said, I think Brissett's a better fit for that offense. I think Luck's obviously a better quarterback, but Luck's injury history and Brissett being a young guy, younger than Luck. Even Everybody's Luck's like young there pretty much. Yeah. Besides I mean, Gore. If I could, if I could trade Luck, and I'm sure there's a lot of teams that would be interested in having him. The Browns. Oh, I, well. I think they like Kaiser over there. But hey, yeah, no, there's a lot benched. Pittsburgh, for one, looks like Roethlisberger's out the way, out the door. We'll, oh, we'll yeah, talk about him when we get to that game, man. Some of his comments there after the game. Uh, yeah, I like Percet, though, uh, for the Colts. What about you? I, I think if I was Ursay, I would start searching. All right, so let's hit on the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Pittsburgh Steelers real quick, man. Because I want to get to that Ben Roethlisberger stuff that's going on there, too. So Jacksonville's defense, I know you don't like them going forward. How come? No, I just think I feel like it's every other week with those guys. Week two, they didn't do good. Week four, they didn't do good. It has been, but I think through the progression of the season, they're going to be more consistent going forward. And, man, their defense does look nasty. Let's start with the Jacksonville side of the ball, man. Blake Bortles, garbage as always. You got Leonard Fournette, man, who upped his average pretty damn significantly, man. That was, I mean, that 90-yard touchdown run on in route to a 28-carry day, 181 yards, two touchdowns, six and a half yards per carry. Looked fast, didn't he? He ran the DBs yeah. like it was nothing. I didn't know Fournette could move that bit fast. Yeah, I didn't know he was that fast. Yeah, I thought he was more of a plotter. But, man, no, he looked he looked damn good. Chris Ivory even looked good backing up for him. Eight carries, 41 yards. Not that Ivory's fantasy relevant at this point unless Fournette goes down. Because like, I know we talk about Hunt being probably rookie MVP, fantasy and football, but I mm-hmm. think Fournette's going to be there with him talking at the end of the year. He definitely could, man. It's still early in the season. And you know, Fournette's slow the last couple weeks. KC is way better of a team than the Jags. Oh, absolutely. Imagine the Jags win their division. He's got to be right there to talk about it because without Fournette, they wouldn't be doing anything. Yeah, I think I think 
Kareem Hunt is a good fit with KC, and I think Fournette's a good fit with Jacksonville based on the offensive schemes and everything else and the way they run their offense. Uh, when I say Kareem Hunt slowed down the last couple of weeks, I don't mean he slowed down like he's not performing. A dude's still top running back. I'm just saying he hasn't been, he hasn't had like one of these 200 yard total offense games. Still over like 100 yards rushing, but yeah, no, no, he's still great. Still great. I love I love uh, Kareem Hunt. All right, we'll touch sure. on him in a bit. Let's knock out the Jags game. Yep. So Antonio Brown. Bell, only two players you can play from Pittsburgh. Bryant, another disappointing day. Roethlisberger looked horrendous. But guess what? Oh, five interceptions, man. Brown still got his targets, still got his catches. And yeah, if he Ben hit him through a couple better balls, Brown would probably been over 200 yards, but he had some bad throws. Yeah, and then after the game, you know, Roethlisberger's comments, man, he says, you know, I quote here, maybe I just don't have it anymore. And like I've said, like I said in the on the preview show, on Sunday, I was saying that I don't think Roethlisberger's head's in the game, man. I think he's got one foot out the door. I don't. Th- I think this is it for him. I think he thought he was going to retire last year. Remember, he said he wanted to retire. Well, he's been saying that, kind of floating that out there, like a little baby. If his team doesn't win the Super Bowl or make the Super Bowl, good thing is they play in a horrible division. Well, not that Bengals look okay, but the rest of the teams aren't that great. So they they probably still will win the division. They're still a. Unfortunately, they're going to be there at the end. I bet they got just too much talent not to be. I don't know, man. Le'Veon Bell struggled on the ground. I know he made up for it in catches and yardage, but he did. Man, he does not. They got look behind very so good. fast; they're just throwing the ball. Big Ben had a couple TDs just to the wrong team. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that was. So <laughs> I fun predicted to watch. two TDs. He got two TDs. <laughs> yeah, it's a close game there for a while. Ryan Shazier, really only a bright spot for the Pittsburgh defense. Yeah, glad I picked him up in Dynasty there. <laughs> yeah, IDP. That was a good pick. Uh, all right, so. Um, that's all I got to say about that one, man. It was a close game there for a while. Second half, Jacksonville just blew the doors off him, man. Yep. Let's go to uh, let's go to the Chargers and the Giants. I called this one. Chargers, Chargers win seven twenty two. I can't believe that. I called man. I Gordon thought. with a good day, and you didn't think so. Gordon killed it. You know what? Speaking on these games, real quick, I want to talk about Las Vegas and the damn point spreads. How the hell were they so damn dead on on these? Because some of these lines that I saw, some of these point spreads, I was like, those what guys the are hell? good. Are a lot thinking? of research. You just figure you got a guy in the office crunching numbers all day long. As a statistic guy, he's going to get the right close. Well, we know they're great. You know how they come up with these point spreads too, right? You know, each each starting player has a um, a Agreed. total point designation. For example, like Rob Gronkowski, for example, is worth like three points. So if he plays or doesn't play, that affects the line for the Patriots by three points. Isn't that crazy? Oh, so like say a total team will have like 140 points. The other team has like 123. So the spread. Yeah, they add them up. 11. Yep. yep. Crazy, That's, right? Yeah. It's interesting form. Yeah, it works. Yeah, these no, guys' it does. spreads Definitely are always so does. close. Yeah, and they they do it week to week based on matchups and everything else. But uh, yeah, it's a point system they use. Pretty crazy. So yeah, Eli Manning, not quite as big of a game as I was hoping he was going to have. Philip Rivers finishes a QB one. I was surprised about that. Three touchdown passes for Rivers. Eli Manning going forward though. Who the hell is he going to throw to, man? I know you said they're having tryouts over there, but, man, I'm just worried. I mean, do you think Evan Ingram is going to get all these targets? Because he should, damn sure as hell didn't. Uh, I think he got four yesterday. yesterday. Big goose egg for him, though. Maybe they kept him in to block a lot because of uh, the defensive line. That's the one bright spot on San Diego's defense is their line. But uh, Ingram is going to have to get targets. He's the only, I think he's the only guy that's healthy to catch the ball right now. No, he definitely seems I guess Vereen's going to be a slot receiver. I think Vereen's going to get some more play. I mean, he might be a decent daily play going forward or next week. It's nasty. Orleans Darkwell had a nice touchdown run, but nothing really too notable there. I mean, yeah. anybody 
I mean, I know you like Wayne Gall- uh, Gallman, right? Yeah, they, they're they going to – this is the perfect time to see what these rookies got. You might as well give Gallman, I say, McAdoo or Boogadoo, whatever the hell his name is. McAdoo, yeah, Ben McAdoo. <laughs> Boogadoo, we should just call him <laughs> that. Let, uh, let Gallman get the rock and see what he can do. Uh, you got these, do, man. You got these young talents. You might as well just try these young talents out because they ain't going nowhere. No, they're done. They're 0-5 now. They're done, man. I mean – I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they move on from Peyton Man- uh, from Eli Manning after this year because that team is getting old. They got really just a few young guys. I mean, Beckham's really the only young guy in Shepard are the only two guys I think that actually have. If you, if you think it, they got a good core, if they, you know, I think Eli can still sling the rock, but their defense was supposed to be nasty, and they got a good young core with uh, Gallman, Shepard, Darkwall's pretty young. Perkins is actually they're a whole. Actually, a lot of their players are pretty young. Eli's well, only. I'm, saying, old I'm saying like actual decent players. I don't know. I'm not sure. We have to happened. wait on Gallman. We have to see what he's got. But Beckham, we'll Beckham and Shepard are both young guys, and Evan Ingham has showed bright spots this year so far. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, going back to the Chargers, too, you got Melvin Gordon, 20 carries, 105 yards against that Giants D line. That was impressive to me, man. And he caught the ball, six catches, 58 yards, two touchdowns receiving, man. Hell of a game for Gordon. Really surprising. He was on my bench in two leagues. And that's not because I was trying to be cute or be dumb, but I had Carlos Hyde, Leonard Fournette, and Kareem Hunt. So I did well. I mean, based on the matchup, I thought, yeah, Gordon was going to be on the bench, you know. But man, Carlos Hyde really let me down on that one. So Keenan Allen four for sixty-seven. Oh, there was there was one right there that uh, you were high on. Yeah, I thought he'd be you. like the number number two receiver this week. Yeah, he had a uh, twelve targets. Rivers uh, missed him once or twice wide open in the end zone for touchdowns. So that's a big difference. If he catches, if it's good throws, that's two touchdowns, two more catches. Speak, he's, he's up there. Speaking on hitting uh, players in the end zone or targeting players in the end zone that didn't catch it, man, when I was writing my notes here, man, I was looking at Hunter Henry who had two targets in the end zone. I was like, oh, man, at least, at least he's getting targeted, but he wasn't doing nothing all day, and then he finally gets in the end zone there. So uh, Hunter Henry, he started to get a few targets there down in the red area, so... I think he's uh, starting to trim back up here. And moving on to the most, I don't I can't say disappointing because I don't really like this team too much, but man, the most surprising, I guess, for me, Philadelphia Eagles beat the Cardinals 34-7. to That defense and Patrick Peterson got lit up, man. Peterson was just getting raped all day by Alshon, Mother F, and Jerry, man. Uh, Jeffrey, man, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that. Yeah. Nelson Aguilar had a good game. Oh, yeah. Man, the the Cardinals secondary, though. What the hell? Tyron Matthew, he was terrible. Patrick Peterson, that is the biggest, biggest disappointment, man. Yes, big surprise. He got spanked. Spanked. Carson Wentz looked damn good, too. 21 of 30, 304 yards, four touchdowns. Did throw a pick, but overall, great game for him. Garrett Bluntman seems like he's finally starting to mesh with that offense. 14 for 74. It helped that small what was out, though. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. And then back to the Cardinals, you have Chris Johnson, CJ, no K at all, man. Not even half K at this point. Nine carries, 21 yards. Drop him. He shouldn't be on, man. Ellington only play in PPR. You know, I was surprised that Ellington didn't get more run early in that game, like carries. He only had one carry in that game. I was surprised. They just like to use him as a pass back. Yeah. You have Ellington, he catches nine balls for 50 yards. You're good. Yeah. 10 yards rushing. You got 15 points. JJ Nelson, only receiver of note. Larry Fitzgerald, six for fifty-one, wider, low end wide receiver, or mid to low wide receiver three for PPR this past week. Um, yeah, Zach Ertz, six for sixty-one, a touchdown, solid game for him. That's pretty much his usual there. 
Yep, Ertz is standard. Torrey Smith, a couple big plays, but nothing significant there. Yeah. Yeah, going on to the Bills and the Bengals. Bengals win 20-16. to 16. Pretty close game there for a while. Well, it was a close game throughout, I should say. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, like I said, man, yeah, I don't, I don't feel good about him. You know, I think he's really capped, especially now. We'll get to that in a minute. But Tyrod Taylor, 166 yards passing, one touchdown, one pick. Deshaun McCoy, I thought he was going to have a pretty decent game, and he did not. I said 65 yards rushing. He ended up with 63. 63. I messed up on his receiving, but. Six for 26 for receiving for McCoy, yeah. I, Joe, said, I said six for 85, right? Or something like that I said. Something like that. Somewhere, somewhere along that line. Actually, I want to wait before I get to Joe Mixon and the Bengals. I want to talk about Charles Clay, who also got injured. Yeah. What I thought he would have had a big week, but he got hurt, too. What the hell are they going to do now in Buffalo? Is Tyrod Taylor just going like, to throw it up there and just go run down there and catch it? I mean, who the hell is he going to throw the ball to, man? I don't they even got know. Nobody. I don't know, man. All right, let's go to the Bengals then. Andy Dalton, pretty ugly game for him. Started off really good. Started off well, yeah. He got he got hurt a little bit. He got banged up. He was limping there for a while, too. But uh, he topped it out and finished the game. But uh, Joe Mixon, 15-51, not very good on the ground, but he did find the end zone. That was a pretty nice touchdown run, actually. What do you make of Mixon, man? Do you think he's got any value? Because he's the only to me, he, to me, he's a borderline flex right now. I think he's the only running back you play. Oh, I agree on that. I agree there. With bye weeks coming, you have no option. You have to play him. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I, 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 I feel comfortable playing him over any other running back there. Yeah, agreed. A.J. Green, huge game. Seven catches, 189 yards, one touchdown. Tyler Croft, four for 38. Those are your leading receivers for Cincinnati. So pretty much it was all A.J. Green and nobody else. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, nothing else to really hit on there. Moving on to the Carolina Panthers Detroit, and Detroit Lions. Man. Just tell me. Who am I right about? You were right about two guys on this one, actually. Cam Newton. Looking good, isn't he? Devin Funches. That, oh, that guy, man. Just drives me crazy. Uh, I'm going to have to... Uh, Calvin even had a good day. And I didn't think he was well, going to have a good day. He was not having a good day until well, the very the, end there. He caught the 40-50-yard touchdown. Yeah. yeah, that saved his ass. But Devin Funches, man, I'm going to have to give him credit, man. He, he's he been playing much better than we're used to seeing from him. But Detroit, man, I don't know how. I don't know how the hell they, they ended up losing that game. They, I mean, they were getting spanked early, too. Detroit did make it close at the end. but yeah, man, Well, the fourth quarter comeback. I don't have any stats in front of me, but... Who was the better running back, Riddick or Abdullah? Was Riddick the better running back? Uh, Riddick only had two carries in that game. What about catches? For receiving uh, receptions, Riddick had four catches, 45 yards. And what did Abdullah finish total with? One for three. So if you want the fantasy point breakdown, uh, Abdullah finishes with 3.4. I was right about Riddick playing Riddick more than... Oh, yeah. No, I was right about Abdullah, too. Abdullah cannot play. I mean, he had one good game this year, and... No, I don't like Abdullah Against at all, Minnesota, man. too, he had his best game, right? Yeah, it's go weird. figure that one out, man. Just like Lamar Miller had a good game against, um, was it Tennessee when he had that yeah. decent game there? Um, Tate, disappointment. Oh, big disappointment. Marvin Jones actually led the team in receiving, 6 for 54. Just an ugly game, man. Um, Ebron, drop him. Yeah, Ebron, drop. Darren Fells, I'm not buying the hype into him. He, had he only catches, had two catches, two touchdowns, two touchdowns yeah. 20 yards, so. Yeah, yeah, nothing else standing out to me there. What about Ed Dixon, though? He, I've got to mention him on the Panthers. Man. He he tore it up, man. I can't he, believe he's been he saying had. he goes just because Olsen's out doesn't mean I can't replace him. I'm not I'm not as good. He even said he goes I'm no Greg Olson. He goes, but let's not change the playbook. I'll be able to get something he can get. I'm not buying it though because me either because Joe Flacco and the Ravens loved tight ends and Ed Dixon got some run over there when Pitta was out. 
And he never had a game. What did he this. get? Seven for one seventy five or something like that. Five for one seventy five. Yeah, thirty five yard average for a tight end. Crazy. Caffrey finally found the end zone on a nice little shovel pass. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, yeah, McCaffrey, man, he's a Giovanni Bernard to me, man. He, I mean, as far as running the ball, McCaffrey three carries, seven yards, but receiving. How many times did Stewart run the ball? Stewart, right? Eighteen carries. Dude. I I think you should still try to trade for McCaffrey. In PPR, he's he's fine as a as a flex. He's fine PPR, as a, or, or some yeah. low end RB two. Um, low end RB two, high, high, high upside. He's got high upside. Yeah, he does. He definitely has the boom potential, man. It's just we haven't seen it yet. But he's still young and still early in the season. Still learning the playbook. Cam starting to look comfortable. Like um, who was it? Um, I can't remember what quarterback they were, they were talking interviewing, and they were just he's retired now. But he said uh. When you have the shoulder thing, you got to throw, and he's like, "Yeah, but it hurts." Until one time, he just let it rip, and he goes, "Okay, it hurts, but it feels I can throw." So that's just it. He's got a cam starting to look like work through it. Like I said, three weeks ago, he looked horrible against the Saints, threw for like twenty something yards. But last week against the Pats, he had opened it up to play, so I think he kind of felt comfortable. And this week, he looked good throwing the ball. Yeah, he, he's he's coming back. I was I was really low on Cam, uh, even in the preseason. I what I where was he ranked as my quarterback? Which number? Was he number one, number two, one or two? Yeah, I knew he was up high for you. But, yeah, um, so we'll see. I'm not going crazy. I, I, I had a couple mis- good weeks in a row. We're still long, long season. We'll see where he goes. Yeah, I had missed QB 14. But his schedule coming up still. He's got a nice schedule. I think Stafford's going to turn around too. He has a nice schedule coming up too. Well, Stafford's one of those guys that start off strong and usually, you know, teeter off here as we go on. But we'll and see then, how he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Benjamin had a decent game, found the end zone, four for, four for 58. Yeah, Funches we hit on seven for fifty three and a touchdown. And let's go on to uh, let's go on to the game that you were at, man. Doing Hands cocaine up. with the coaches, man. Miami Dolphins taking on the Tennessee Titans. Dolphins win a shootout, man, sixteen to ten. <laughs> Good thing uh, Mariota didn't play. Yeah, yeah, maybe the team was all just coming down off that coke, man, because man, they look terrible. Jay Cutler twelve for twenty six. How many passing yards for Cutler do you think? Off top. I think he had like 40 or 50 total. <laughs> he had less than 100. 92 yards passing, one touchdown, one pick. That dude had less yards per completion. The Dolphins didn't have 100 yards until the fourth quarter of offense. Yeah, I know. It was terrible, man. I know that because I was there. You know, you know what Cutler's average yards per attempt were? Negative one. <laughs> About the same as Jonathan Stewart's, Stewart's rushing yards, man. It was 3.5. It was bad. Oh, just ugly, man. Ugly. He had a 6.5 QBR. I'm not sure what's going on. If they're having a, the play calling or something, they're not letting Cutler throw, but I don't know what's going on. But they, they better adjust something going into Atlanta this week. <laughs> they're going to get their ass spanked. Yeah, do something, man. I mean, Jarvis Landry is the only Dolphins player that had any any Rash- value whatsoever. IDP, Rashard Jones scored a lot. I don't know how he's the only one when they when we saw that play and he got hit. As being there, the Dolphins, like the referee comes out, he goes, the rule, or he comes out there and he, he blows the whistle or whatever, and he goes, touchdown on the field. And all the Dolphin fans are like, what? what? What do you mean touchdown? Rashad Jones is the only guy paid attention, picked that ball up and scored, and no one in the whole stadium even saw that. You want to hear an interesting Rashad Jones story? You know, I was one of the first people to welcome him to Miami Dolphins when he got drafted. Oh, when you were working with the ESPN? ESPN. Yeah. Um, no, he's a good guy. Uh, anyway. Julius Thomas, nothing, man. He's droppable. Adam Gase is not going to revive that career. One catch, 15 yards. Julius nothing. Thomas dropped a lot of balls. Devontae Parker, I'm glad I had him on the bench. I was good on that one. 
Jay Ajayi, 25 carries, 77 yards, 3.1 yards per, per carry. And he looks like Leonard Fournette in the I first two weeks. too. <laughs> yards per carry. But, um, yeah, I think he did, actually. Uh, Matt Castle starts for the Titans. Not Brandon Whedon, thank God. I didn't think Whedon was going to really have a chance anyway. No, but Dolphins play signed. defense was still a good play. Yeah, no, they were. Murray disappointing. Henry disappointing. The whole entire Tennessee Titans are disappointing, actually. There's nobody to hit on there. Yeah. All right, man. Let's go on to the Baltimore Ravens. Traveling out to Oakland to take on the Oakland Raiders. And the Ravens come out on top of that one, 30 to 17. Joe Flacco. Just Horrible. Not good. He was efficient, but that that's as far that's the best thing you can say about him. Mike game. Wallace, three for what? 170? Or <laughs> one seventeen? Three, three for one thirty three. Yeah. Think about this. <laughs> He's had for the whole year so far before yesterday he had like three catches for seventeen yards or twenty yards. <laughs> yeah. And then yesterday he gets three for one forty. What do you make of the running back running back situation there? Alex Collins got the start. Javorius Allen outcarried him there, but Collins looked like the better running back, though. Like I think Collins is the better running back. He just got to worry about his fumbles. West got hurt again. Yeah, yes, It's did. hard to play any of those guys, but I guess yeah. if you have to play a guy, PPR, Allen, standard Collins, because like we said, bye weeks. So, yeah. Borderline sure. flex for Collins and Allen in both leagues. Uh, Jeremy Macklin, nothing. Nope. Six for 43. I think what Watson have four for something, four for 80 or 440, some of that receiving. Ben Watson? Yeah. He, um, no, he had, no, you want me to tell you what he had? Yeah. Two catches, two yards. Okay. I don't know yeah. where I got the four for 48 then. I must have <laughs> dreamed that. Yeah, yeah. Wishful thinking maybe if you played him. I don't know. I didn't play him. No, I know. Uh, EJ Manuel. He would have been better than playing Evan Ingram in PPR. He would have got you 2.2. <laughs> That's true. Even <laughs> a standard, he would have been a better play. Point two. <laughs> 0.2. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hitting on the, the Raiders, EJ Manuel. Nothing much going on there. May did throw a touchdown pass, but um, yeah, 50% completion percentage. Marshawn Lynch found the end zone, but man, does not look very good. He just looks no like he should, you know, at this point in his career. I think the only playable person on that team is Crabtree. Well, I think we got some good insight, though. I think Jalen Richard is going to Richard is going to get a lot of good, play yeah. going forward. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, Michael Crabtree, six forty-two and a touchdown. Um, yeah, Cooper, Cooper one man. for six yards, one for eight. One for eight. And I didn't even know this. Um, but Cordero Patterson plays for the Raiders. I knew that. You knew that? Yeah. I'm a, that one must have slipped through the cracks. I did, I did not know that. Anyways, he had zero catches. He had one target, though. That's why he's on the box. He here. might have been. He's, he was their kicker. He's their kick returner. Yeah. Jerry Cook uh, got your negative points this week. He had three catches, 25 yards, but he had a fumble that was lost. Um Man, it's hard to play anybody in Oakland. I mean, Crab until Clark comes guess. back. Crabtree, yeah, I think he's the only one you can as far as pass catching options there. And uh, let's go on to Seattle, man, the Rams. I thought Seattle was going to do a little bit better than they did, but Russell Wilson just... You predicted it right, though, than the win, though. Yeah, I got him right on the score and the spread, but man. Man, was I wrong about Gurley? is the final. Seattle wins. Round about who? Gurley. I had him as my number one running back this week. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah. He See, got three points. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, Gurley, I wasn't feeling too good about him going against Seattle as it was. Jimmy but. Graham had a decent game. Mm-hmm. Got in the end zone finally. He did. 
And Baldwin disappointing, like what three catches for thirty yards or something like that, forty yards somewhere on there. Four for thirty-seven, yeah. Four but man, it, I gotta tell you, it's it's official, man. Stay away from that Seattle backfield. Rawls eight carries, Lacey nine carries, Wilson five carries. I said they'd all be about the same, right? And they all were about the same. Wilson. Twenty, nineteen, and sixteen, respectively. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Russell Wilson had the most carries, right? Or most points uh, for run? No, he had sixteen yards. Lacey had nineteen. Rawls had twenty. Yeah, it <laughs> I said ugly. they would all be on the same amount of carries, and they were. Yeah, Russell Wilson got beat in that game. Man, he got hit hard, three sacks. Uh, but he was hit quite often that day, man. I mean, they the sh- just got. They should have lost if golf would have had a better, a uh, little bit less off that target to Cooper Cup. They would have won the game, but he yes. rocketed it. Yes, that was close. You know, you know that aside from the the ugliness on both offenses, that was a pretty good game to watch overall. Yeah. Uh, Doug Baldwin disappointing four for thirty seven. But we even touch base. We always say this, me and you. We talk about it. Baldwin on the road, don't play. Baldwin at home, play him. He's like the mm-hmm. number one receiver. If you want to look the breakdown, when he's at home, he's the number one receiver every week, pretty much, in the yep. NFL. And When he's on the road, he's horrible. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hit, hitting on the Rams real quick, too, man. I want to throw this out here. Watkins, zero points. You said he oh didn't like goodness, him. goodness, man. You can't play Watkins. You cannot play Watkins. Four targets, zero catches. Robert Woods. But Sherman most, was shadowing him, so we even called that. Yeah, Robert Woods, 5 for 66. Yeah, I, yeah, Sherman with Walker. You knew it was going to be tough. For they say he lost a step, but he still has a hell of a cover. Yeah. What about Tyler Higby, who leads a team with 98 receiving yards on eight targets, too? A team leading eight targets. Any uh, value on the wave wire? Nah, I just think the way the matchup was Agreed. played. I agree with you there. Um, let's see. Hitting on anybody else? And nothing really of value, man. Sorry for girly owners. Yeah. I mean, Jared Goff. Pretty much had half of Gurley's rush yards on one carry, you know. Golf one yeah. carry, 22 yards. Gurley. Golf missed him on a couple screen plays. I guess you could try to trade for Gurley, but no one's going to move him. Yeah, no, nobody's going to move him. Can't have, you can't have 30 points every week in fantasy football. It happens, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on to the Packers and the Cowboys in Dallas. Packers win 35-31. Man, early on, man, it looked like Dallas was going to run, run away with this thing, man. It was like 21-7 to early. Aaron Rodgers finishes 1929, 221, three touchdowns. Aaron Jones, man. Looked good. Dude, 19 carries, 125 yards, and touchdown. I think he's got a role even when Montgomery comes back. He might have a role, but I don't know how much a role he's going to take because they really love Montgomery only because of the catching ability he has. So I think Rodgers likes having three receivers with a running back that catches like that. Well, you know who uh, does not have a role and will not have a role this year? Jamal Williams? Jamal Williams. Terrible. One, one carry, carry, one yard. Man, yeah. Devontae Adams leads uh, Green yeah. Bay here. Seven for 66. Two touchdowns. Like I said, he's touchdown dependent. And, man, he was dependent yesterday for you, man. Oh, man. And Jordy Nelson, though. That one, that one's tough. Jordy slowed up again a little bit. He did find the end zone, but just two catches on four targets, 24 He didn't have nothing going in the uh, until, like, the third quarter or beginning of the fourth. He got that touchdown. But, um... Yeah, man, I think we were uh, we both thought Adams have a good year, and we thought he was touched on the pennant, but it looks like Rodgers is looking towards him more and more. Yeah, I think with the Jordy being banged up, I think it's definitely helping him too. And Randall Cobb, he's kind of just falling off again, man. Four for 29. Yeah, Martellus Bennett, three for 53. Surprisingly, man, that's one of Bennett's best games of the year. <laughs> um, Geronimo Allison. I think you can drop him now. Yeah, I told you I wouldn't play him yesterday. Especially, yep. We said if Adams plays, don't play him. So. Yep. So I think, guess going forward, you have to play Adams every week, right? 
Yeah, until until proven otherwise. You know, I think you have to. I think he's established himself now definitely as the number two receiver behind Jordy Nelson ahead of Randall Cobb. I, I think Randall we always thought him. Adams was a better player than Cobb. We just we were worried about his drops. Yeah, I was worried about his consistency. Yeah, he he does have breaks for hands sometimes. And he's doing he, so good so far this year. Not many drops. Yeah, and he he did well in the second half of last year too. So I mean, he's keeping it going. But yeah, he's still touchdown dependent though. He's not a burner. He's not a speed guy. He's a possession guy. But so. even if no touchdowns, then he gets seven for. Oh yeah, no six PPR, for seventy six. Yeah. yeah, it's not he bad. Could, PPR. He's gonna, get, he's gonna get you six catches a game. It's just a yardage. It's probably gonna be like fifty yards. He's an average. His yards per um per catch are not very high. They're under ten for sure. Uh, hitting on the Cowboys side of the ball. Zeke looked good. Zeke looked good. Dak looked good. Uh, Zeke. Dez looked good. Uh, Dak missed him one time on a little uh. End zone route. If he would have had a, a little bit better thrown ball, Dez could have had a twenty point PPR game. Yeah, yeah. Um, he looks to Dez when he's in trouble. Cole Beasley, don't follow the points. Yeah, two touchdowns for Beasley and four catches. Yeah, I'm not buying into that. De- now, Dez Bryant, real quick. Is he a wide receiver one or is he a, a, a high end wide receiver two rest of the year? Um, I think he's a wide receiver two. Yeah, high end two. Just because he has the chances to be a one because Dak, Dak does like to throw him, but I think they like to run the ball more. So we'll see. If they get that, as long as nothing happens to Zeke this week, as long as they keep rolling with the run, I think it's Dez going to get you an average six for 60 or something like that, a touchdown here and there. Yeah, and, and I'll say right now too, man, no, no other receiver on Dallas is worth rostering because the, the Cowboys and the Titans are like the same damn offense. You know, They're, they're a run-heavy team who – can really only sustain is for for fantasy purposes one wide receiver and a tight end on most weeks. Did you uh Witten did decent? Did you watch any yeah, of that game yesterday? The end of that game? Yes. So you saw where if Dak didn't un- overthrow Cole Beasley, he probably would have scored on that seventy yard touchdown in the probably. game. Probably. Oh yeah. Cole Beasley, he's he's pretty fast for a little guy, and he, I think he would outrun those two because the cornerback, the safety was coming in. So if he catches that ball in stride, it's going to be a race to the end zone. So yeah, you know, the I Packers think Beasley, got lucky that Dak missed that throw. I think Beasley could be a really good player in this league if he was on a different team because, you know, Dallas doesn't feature him if there. He was, They're, perfect example. If he was on New England, he'd be a hell of a player. Oh, he definitely would be in there. Uh, he, Brady he likes that him, guy. <laughs> Already yeah. trying to get him. He's like, I like that guy. Yeah. I don't know. Is Cole Beasley good looking? Because that's one of Belichick's things, man. you got to yeah. be a good looking well, he's white got guy. nice looking hair, I think. There. <laughs> yeah. Cole Beasley, just the way Dallas' offense, Jason Garrett's scheme there just doesn't feature um, little, slot, little slot guys there. Green Bay, nice comeback, second half. First time I think the Cowboys have ever lost up by 15 points in the second half. I think it's the first time they've ever lost. I was like, what the hell is this? I was like, Vegas, killing it today. When when I saw that, and remember Green Bay was uh, underdog by like two and a half points, whatever it was, and it was Dallas 21, Green Bay 7. I was like, you've got to be shitting me, man. No friggin' way. But uh, no, good for Green Bay coming back. I was able to win a three-team parlay, but a seven-teamer, I'll get to that after we do the recaps here. Oh, disappointment, man. All right, anyway. Moving on. I had a crazy, let me just touch base. I had a crazy prop bet in that, um, on some of my bets for that game. It was over under three sacks, and I was so debating. And I was like, you know, at the last second I picked over. And a good thing I did because there was four sacks, five yeah. sacks total, I think. I'm hitting on the Jets and the Browns here. The Jets win a close one here, 17 14. Josh McCown, efficient, two touchdowns, one pick. I know Sean the Browns love Kaiser, but doesn't Kevin Hogan, man, when he comes in, just give them a different aspect? Oh, dude, he looked Hogan looked really good when he came in. 16 to 19, 194 yards, two touchdowns. He did throw a pick, but overall, man, he looked good. And that offense was really moving when he was in there. I mean, Deshaun Kaiser that? was struggling. Crowell's struggling. garbage. Fourth and one, and they call it, and he loses two yards yeah, on the two-yard line. 
Uh, Duke Johnson, PPR, play him all day. He goes six for 20 on the ground. He goes three for 63 through the air, one touchdown. Like we said, PPR, Duke Johnson's the man. PPR, you got to play him. David Njoku, three for 48 and a touchdown. Hitting on the Jets side of the ball again. We're going to go to... You should have kept Njoku. You dropped him first. Jenkins, you would have been better with Njoku. No, I was better with Jenkins. Uh, Safarian Jenkins. I'm going to get to him in a second. <laughs> Wait, you said... Three for 48 and a touchdown. Yeah, so that's 13 in PPR. Jenkins, what do you have? 15? Six catches, 29 yards, touchdown. So that's eight plus about six. The same thing. 14, about the same. Yeah, so it was kind of a wash. I like Safarian Jenkins you know, more than uh, Njoku right now. But right. Then write this down. This week... Challenge flag. Going forward from here on out, Njoku finishes higher. Jenkins might hit a beer. He might be do that Denzel Washington from the play movie and be off the off the rocker. Shit, ah, I'm back. All right, so Jermaine Curse, man, good call by you. Four catches, 38 yards, and a touchdown. Elijah McGuire leads the team in rushing. 11 carries, 20 yards. Just <laughs> terrible, man. Ugly. Robbie Anderson, nothing there. Two for 16. That's it. All right, going on to the Sunday night game. You have the Kansas City Chiefs. Win a close one, man. 42-34. Best game be Best close. game of yesterday was last night, right? It was. Too yeah. bad I was uh, got, got too drunk at the game and I got home and fell asleep and woke up in the halfway through the fourth quarter. <laughs> I drank the vodka. Oh, uh, man, your boy Chris Forrester didn't save you a line. No, dude, I didn't get a line from anybody. <laughs> uh, you know, I thought Houston was going to win this game, man. I thought they were going to squeak it out, but no, they lose. 42-34. Alex Smith. Keeps it going, man. I mean, he really is having his career year right now because he's always been a dink-dunk kind of player, and he's killing it, airing it out right now. You're going to love this stat. What's that? Whole career, two 300-yards games. This year, he's already had two. Four. I'm he's saying whole career. two? Whole career, he's had four. Oh, he's had four. Two, whole like career, two yes. prior yeah. to this year, he's had two yeah. in his whole career. This is the first season he has two in he's the same season. He's got two this season. year. Gotcha. He's already matched his total, and he will hit more than 300 at least once or twice more, unless you want to challenge that. No, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think the best thing, as weird as this going to sound, the best thing that happened to the Chiefs was them drafting Patrick Mahomes and the way Mahomes played in the uh, preseason. That gave out, and then somehow Alex Smith... A little fire under his ass, yeah. Alex Smith knows how to throw the ball farther than 20 yards in the air. He's taking more risks this year than I think I've ever seen him take. I think he just kind of was like a hermit, man. Dude, he's so efficient, man. Like, dude, he... Because if you remember, the first few years in the league when he was in San Francisco, he was dog shit. He was terrible, man. I mean, he... What was it? His rookie year, he what threw one touchdown, eleven picks, or something like that. It was yeah. it was ugly. So maybe maybe he's like, man, I just got to live like Sam Bradford style. Although Sam Bradford wasn't in the league at the time, but he's he's probably just like, man, I just got to just do these little dump offs, little dump offs, and then he kind of was efficient doing that, and it kind of gave him that you know moniker as a as a game manager. But man, no, he's definitely starting to light it up. But man, he's looking old. Did you see how gray his beard is? Alex Smith? Did, yeah. it look great? Did it look great? I didn't know. Dude, it was looking gray. He needs to shave that or get some Just for Men or something. I don't know. It I think he might have been gray for his age. TV. I thought it looked blonde to me. He looked good. Kelsey yeah, had a good game. Good. Concussion. He might be out next week. But other than mm-hmm. that, he was, he, he was having a game going in the first half. He was already out 98 yards in the first half. Yep. Kareem Hunt, like we said, like the, it seems like he just turns it on in that fourth quarter. They wear them teams down. Doesn't seem like he's doing anything. Next thing you know, he has over 100 yards. Yep, Tyreek Hill saved his day with a touchdown return if you get points for touchdown returns, which yep, all our leagues, you should have in your league, always have a, the player get a touchdown for a touchdown return because that's hard as hell to do. So if you don't have that in your league... Well, see, the, the Tyreek Hill stat line, that's pretty much how I see him going pretty much each week, like regularly. Uh, four for 68, I think, is pretty much what his median will be, like his average there, because obviously he's going to boom some games and go over 100, and I thought this was going to be one of them. 
I think he's going to challenge uh, Devin Hester for the most return touchdowns ever. You guys look at him. He has. I don't know. Hester I, was something else. I think he has eight return touchdowns already. Think about this. I'm pretty sure it's eight. I know he has 15 touchdowns in 21 games. That's crazy. Who, do you, who in your mind do you think is the best regular seat, just for one season, the best kick returner in NFL history? You think it's Hester? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it has to probably be Hester. But Dante Hall, I mean, the year he had with the Chiefs back, like what, like 12, 13 years ago it was? He was another guy that was just electric back there. Uh, but no, Tyreek Hill is definitely going to be up there with like Josh Cribbs, Dante Hall, um, Devin Hester, obviously. Chris Conley, 346, nothing there. Yeah, but he's. I think he's going to be out for the year. You see the onside kick? I think his Achilles popped yeah. on the onside kick, so I think he's done. If you if you watch the replay, when he, it's crazy. He just runs toward the ball. He lands on his left, like just you know you you kind of run towards it like you're doing a sprint. And when his left foot landed, his whole calf just popped and shook. It was crazy. Yeah. So he definitely yeah. popped his Achilles. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's out for the year. That next man up, Casey. I think they're gonna say a guy that kind of Wilson's gonna have ruined. to step up. Yeah, Albert Wilson, yeah. Uh, a guy that kind of ruined Kareem Hunt's day a little bit is Dr. Kendrick West, who gets in the end zone twice. He had, twice, ni- he had a nice catch, the little wiggle move he got in there. So yeah. I wouldn't say it ruined Kareem Hunt's day. He got over 100 yards rushing, oh, and he got a couple catches. So oh, PPR, no, no, Kareem Hunt was fine. But, yeah, no touchdowns for Hunt because Dr. Kendrick West comes first, out of the backfield. First game, right? No touchdowns for Hunt? Yeah, you're right. All right, hitting on the Houston side of the ball, man. Deshaun mother effing Watson, man. Whew. Holy crap. Five touchdown passes. Not very efficient, but five touchdown passes. He did get sacked three times, but that's expected. That boy can slay the rock. Man. Now, I might have to be more optimistic here because just on Sunday, too, I said sell high on Watson. I'm still selling high on Watson, especially after this week. Was he got like nine touchdown passes in the last two games? But anyway, I think now is the best time to trade him. Because, like I said, he's going to hit that rookie wall. But, man, he's looking really good, and he he just keeps building on each game. We'll find out. You he's not going to hit the rookie wall until like week thirteen or fourteen. That's the playoffs. That, that playoffs. I know <laughs> fantasy playoffs. But well, if you have him on your team, is it not hard to bench him right now? No, it's not hard to bench him because you probably most likely did not draft him. Uh, Say for perfect example, things. Stafford or Watson. I'm taking Stafford based on the matchup. I would have to go back and forth, but no, Watson's in the conversation though. I think you kind of have to play him right now until you can't tearing it up right now. You think he finishes top 15 QB this yes, year? Yes, I would think he definitely finishes top 15. Yeah, Watson? Be, yep, I think he'll be right around there, 14, 15 at the worst. I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes number 12. So 12-man league, you feel comfortable playing him then? Yeah, oh, I feel comfortable playing him in the regular season, but the reason why I'm selling him is because you don't what know when that wall is going to happen. Return. And what if he gets hurt? Because, uh, yeah. you know, he does run around a lot and takes a lot of hits. So let's touch base on the receivers there. Hopkins peppered with targets once again. Had a nice, nice leaping touchdown. First half, one catch for six yards of the touchdown and then nothing in the fourth quarter. He gets three more catches, two of them touchdowns. Has it ends up with like 70 yards or something like that. Whew, boy looks good. Fuller. He's gonna four catches, two touchdowns. Hopkins. Six catches on the year, four touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fuller, 257, two touchdowns. Yeah, four touchdowns in the last two games. But Hopkins is going to set some records. If you're lucky like me and got Hopkins in the fourth round in a 12-man team, you're looking pretty nice on your receiver too. Hopkins catch percentage to targets. He's probably going to have one of the worst percentages in NFL history. He's going to get close to 200 targets. Oh yeah, yeah, I think he will. I mean, he's getting he got 12 more again just last night. It's close to 12 to 15 Only a game. Four catches. Yeah, 12 to 15 a game. Yeah, he he averages more than 12. 12 is actually one of the lower 
the lowest week he's had in targets this year. He had a nasty catch, but unfortunately his left heel touched out of bounds before he caught the ball, but it was nasty. Jumped up, caught the ball, fell on his back, had the ball in one hand, and even though his force hit in the ground, he still didn't lose the control of the ball. Like his hand was just like it was like the football was his hand. Didn't even move. It was crazy. No, he looks he looks good, man. I, I like Hopkins a lot. Uh, Lamar Miller. That uh, backfield. But you know, Lamar Miller looked okay. I mean, he, he looked decent fantasy, against a good KC. much, but against a case, if you watch the game, he looked good against a great KC defense. He did fifteen for seventy four. But Foreman looked better. Four carries, thirty four yards, eight and a half yards per carry. No play though. Yeah, he's not, he's not getting played right now. Deshaun Watson, a, three for thirty one, on the ground as well. That's another nice aspect to have from Watson. He he is going to kill it, man. Folders starting off the season to a fire, but I still, I still. Holding off on Fuller. Yeah, I'm still holding off on Fuller, too. He's not going to keep that going. Four obviously. catches, two touchdowns he had yesterday, right? And then... Two catches, two touchdowns, yeah. Was it four catches for two oh, touchdowns? last week? No, this week he has four catches, two touchdowns. And then the week before he had two catches for two touchdowns, right? Or was it opposite? No, well, this week he had... Last night he had two catches for two touchdowns. And then last week he had four catches for two touchdowns. Four catches for two last so, week, yeah. People are going to be like, oh, I have him in PPR. Look what I did. PPR, he's going to be a, a two, three, four guy catch ball. With he has high, high upside. Don't be yeah, surprised yeah. if he goes two for twenty three, no touchdowns. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised at all, man. Waiver wire targets. I want to run some of these names by you real quick. Josh McCown. You touching uh, Josh McCown? Nope. Same here. Uh uh-uh, uh No thanks. All right, how about some of the guys that stood out over the week? What about what about Marlon Mack? Taking I think he's. I think, I think he's, he's fine to have player. a roster. You have. You should have room, especially all the injuries this week. There's definitely roster spots for him on teams. Yeah, I agree. I'm not saying play him next week, but let's see what happens. How it plays out the next couple of weeks. Because if they, if the Colts lose another game and then Luck's probably not going to play, then they're just going to give Mac a run because Gore's not getting any younger. Yeah, I think Mac will be more involved going forward. Uh, what about what about Ricardo Lewis from no. the Browns? I agree. What about Marquise Goodwin? Man, he had a big game for the 49ers, nope. five for one sixteen. I'm not adding him. Because realistically, Odell you have to trust Hoyer. Hoyer had a great week this week. We said he would have a good week, but he played the Colts. Look at his other weeks. Two points, five points, 18 points, something like that. So, nope. No, thank you. I would take him, though. I would take a flyer if I needed a receiver because there's been a lot of injuries. Go ahead. I'm not saying he's a starter. You got Beckham in the league. Got Adam. Standard leagues, I would take a flyer on him if I needed a wide receiver or needed some depth there. He's definitely boomer bust. He's kind of... Well, I would say a poor man's Martavis Bryant, but he's been playing better than Martavis Bryant this year. So he's Marquise Goodwin. Aaron Jones, obviously, is going to be a top waiver wire addict. He should have been already all owned. Already. Yeah. If he's not owned in your league, I'm not, I don't even know what to say. Jamal Williams, he's uh, droppable now. Only Dynasty keep him. Yeah. Who else is droppable here around the league? Marshall can be dropped. Oh, yes. Brandon Ebron Marshall. can be dropped. Yep, agreed. Um, oh, I'll give you a waiver wire ad that I like. Greg Kittles for the 49ers. Yeah, I said two weeks ago yeah. he should be at it in leagues. Yeah, he should be. I think he he's be. a decent play. I'm not. I don't have a. I think we're pretty good on our tight end, so I don't think we'll put a flyer out there on him. Yeah, you know, tight ends actually had a pretty good week this week. Besides Ingram. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let me ask you about this guy real quick too, Derek Henry, man. What, what do you what do you make him going forward? Is he even rosterable right now? See, the hard thing is, you know, a wasted roster spot. I have him in five leagues, and it's just like I have him in a few as well. It's just hard to drop him because we know if Murray goes down, Henry's a RB one. If Murray doesn't go down, is Derrick Henry considered one of the biggest draft busts of 2017? Mm, no, because we all drafted Henry as an expectation to take over Murray. 
or Murray gets hurt. So I don't think because he he shouldn't. But have Henry's getting he's getting forty percent of the carries, which I thought was going to be sixty forty split, and that's exactly where it's been. Well, Murray gets four carries and he gets two. What the fuck? You can't do nothing with that. The one game Murray went out on, Henry had ninety eight rushing yards. So. Yeah, it's just frustrating just to have that bench spot. <laughs> yeah, there, there's not getting it sucks that, but even with Murray, you're playing Murray and he's only getting six, eight carries, and then Murray gets two, four carries. What about Buck Allen? Wave wire target or drop? I'm assuming he's already owned in most leagues. If he's not owned it and you're in a PPR league, you gotta add him. Eddie Lacey, droppable, right? He's I said don't add him anyways. Yeah, Thomas Ralst as well, right? Yep. Don't play anybody in that backfield, I said. I agree. CJ Procise, I would take a flyer on, not right now, but maybe next week when he starts getting healthy here. Devin Funches has probably already picked up most leagues. Yeah, Ed Dixon, we base. He's a guy I would. Ed Dixon, take a you could take a flyer on. on. Yeah, Gallman. I'm you would take a flyer on him. Yeah, I think you have to. Like I said, they're gonna probably give him a run to see what he has. Oh, and five. Yeah, you ain't making terrible. the playoffs. Not that division. Eagles four and one. You got to figure that. I don't know. PPR, he was okay. And I will say for all Carlos Hyde owners, go pick up Matt Breda. We know Carlos Hyde's injury history, and that hip seems to bother him. So pick up Breed if you own Carlos Hyde. Time for Prize Pack Trivia. Three for three, Prize Pack Trivia. Question number three of the three-part question series for this week's trivia contest. Question is, who was the MVP of the 1984 season? Submit your answers to prize at fantasysportstudios.com. Again, the prize pack for this week's prize pack trivia is a brand new Deshaun Watson Houston Texans jersey and the Flex Fantasy Football Podcast fan kit, which include the Flex hat, T-shirt, and window decal. Good luck to you guys out there. Fantasy Preview. Bradford is playing tonight. What are your expectations there, man? And now I have Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen playing in two two leagues, and I'm feeling pretty good about that now. Yeah, I think you should be comfortable with Adam Thielen playing. And then um, it's going to be an interesting game. I want to see how Trubisky does. Diggs or Thielen tonight? PPR Thielen. Yeah, but I, I think I you're agree. playing both anyways tonight. Well, you know what? I'm playing. I'm playing Thielen. Well, I'm saying who's going to finish. If I had Thielen and Diggs in a, in a yeah. league at PPR, I go with Thielen. Standard, I go with Diggs. I go with Thielen both. With I think Thielen's going to end up for like 8 for 98. Oh, I could Diggs see. might end up with for, I don't know, Diggs could probably find the end zone. Thielen might find the end zone. We'll see. Challenge flag. Thielen goes for 21 points in PPR. I'm going to go about 16. That's the difference in a touchdown. You want to put him at 18 points and uh, take the over-under challenge there? I'll take the under 21. That's for the difference, under 19. How about 18 and a half? That'd be the, the midway point there. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> sure. Good luck, whoever needs points tonight. I'm up two points in a PPR league. He has Forbeth, and I have the Minnesota's defense. Who's going to take that win, Chris? Oh, Minnesota's defense. Forbeth is averaging like four points a game. Well, so tonight he'll get 14 then, you're saying. <laughs> Against me, my luck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. No, when you're with your, your luck, yeah, probably. <laughs> Minnesota's defense, over or under 10 points? Over. Over. Four back, over right under now, eight man. points. Over or under eight? Under. Sounds good to me. Let's wrap it up. All right, man. Closing rant. Let me ask you a question before I get to that, man. What do you consider to be two of the easiest jobs in the NFL? Easiest and most beneficial? No, just the easiest. Like most, If you're playing football in the National Football League, 
What do you think are the two of the easiest jobs? I would love to be the long snapper. You get paid a couple million years, a couple million a year, and you 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 don't play often. That's true. And another position I would love to play is the backup quarterback because you get paid loot, and you just chill unless the person gets hurt. You know, I'm going to go a different way. Oh, yes, I mean those positions. Yes, those are very very specific. Uh, backup quarterbacks and, and long snappers, but uh, I'm gonna go with um, kickers and punters as far as starters. Like, every I don't know about kickers play. this year, a lot of people have been cut. You have a longer career term as a long snapper and a backup quarterback than you do as a punter and kicker. Just saying, throwing that out there. I don't know if that changes your mind at all. I don't know. Adam Vinatieri's been around since his 22nd year, but yeah. okay. <laughs> Look at the rest of the league, probably oh, four year average. I know you're right. Oh, oh, yeah, there's been kickers coming and going like crazy. Uh, Shane Lecter, but, he's punched for Houston. That motherfucker's been playing, I think, <laughs> since 20 but, years too. Since you're going on kickers, that's exactly what I want to bitch about here, man. Because what the hell happened to kickers these days, man? What the hell? I mean, do you ever remember, other than the last two years and now, do you remember ever another time where there were just so many like terrible field goal kicking? Just terrible, man. Man, I remember us growing up, man. You have one kicker your whole career watching football. Yeah, yeah. Like the Dolphins fan, we was had like Pete's. the kicker for the Dolphins. Yeah, for like and we had, before ago. him, it was Pete Stoyanovich for like 10 years. That's right, Pete Stoyanovich, yeah. Man, uh, I mean, you have one damn job to do. And half of these dickheads, they can't even kick their damn shoes off when they get home from work, let alone kick a damn football, man. I mean, you have, they're just like taking, stealing money, man. They're just stealing money because they obviously don't do shit. I mean, these are like Roberto Aguayoian chokers, man. They're just freaking terrible. I mean, the majority of these kickers, they just choke more than like a 90 year old with sleep apnea, man. It's just so ugly. And they're missing, they're missing every week and they're missing ugly. They're missing chippers. They're missing, I mean, all they do is, all they do is kick footballs, man. That's all they do. And 70% of them suck at it, man. In practice, what are they doing? Just sitting there fucking playing poker or something? I mean, what the hell are they doing? I mean... They should be kicking field goals. You would think so, man. I don't know if these guys have like Chuck Knobloch disease, you know, where they just forget how to play and they just like suck. I know this is off the record, but did you uh, see the Gator kicker in practice hit an 81-yard field goal? I know that's irrelevant. No, I didn't see that. But that's pretty nasty. 81-yard field goal. That is good. These kickers just piss me off. They suck. Kick the damn ball. Yeah, you know, I, I will give credit where it's due, though. Uh, a, a kicker that did surprise me yesterday was Ch- Chandler Catanzaro. He did a good job, man. That kick was pretty impressive with the Jets. I mean, throughout his career, he was known as a guy that was, you know, pretty much money, 40 yards or less. What about with Santos? We thought he was a great kicker, and the Ch- uh, Chiefs cut him for this Pataka kid. This kid looks pretty good. That's kid true. looks young, too. He looks like he's 12 out there. Looks like a six foot six, 12-year-old kicking balls. And did you see, uh, what game was it, man, where... Oh, it was uh, the Colts of 49ers, Robbie Gold. It was a, what was it, 30, a 31 yard field goal or something like that. And Chuck Pagano screwed the pooch with that timeout. You know how they like to ice the kickers. So Pagano, man, he calls a timeout and the ball was already snapped and kicked. And go figure, Robbie Gold misses the field goal. But Pagano called a timeout, so they got to redo it. And Never call a timeout on a 30 yard <laughs> field goal. And uh, yeah, so. Kickers prefer, you know, kickers prefer you to call the timeout because it gives them chance to read how they kicked it. So they know if they kicked it perfect, they know they just have to do the same thing. If they miss it, they just adjust it. So they prefer the timeout calls, they said, on interview. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they do. It's a copycat league. What can I say? Remember the whole Wildcat thing with the Dolphins and everybody started doing it. Anyway, but Canton Zero, though, made a hell of a kick. 57-yard field goal late in that game for the Jets. Helped them win a a close game there. So I'll I'll give him credit. But, man, there was so many... Just a weird week in the NFL again, man. Another weird week. A lot of injuries. Hopefully, nothing really bad. We don't want to see players get hurt for their career. It sucks. So, uh, I know we both like OBJ. Yeah. Great player. So, yeah, he is. All you guys get healthy. Walk, get healthy. We love those guys. We love to see good talent on the field. Yep. 
that's all we got for today, man. So, uh, yeah, we'll check with you guys soon. Guys, don't forget to check out the Hardwood Fantasy Basketball Podcast, which is going to be airing soon. And, man, basketball season just eight days away. Let's do it. Drafts in a week. Yep. All right, man. We'll talk to you guys real soon, man. See ya. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Flex. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. Visit FantasySportsStudios.com to get your fantasy sports fix and interact with the show. Submit mailbag questions to questions at FantasySportsStudios.com. Submit prize back trivia answers by logging on to FantasySportsStudios.com and click on The Flex.